Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We have chosen this day to rejoice. We made a quantity decision to rejoice and be glad in this day. We will not be moved by what we see or how we feel or even what we hear because we know that all is well. Like the lady in the Old Testament that didn't have a son and her son, well, she was blessed to get a son and uh, the son had a, a sunstroke and died and Elisha, she was on her way to meet Elisha and the son was literally, literally dead and Elisha asked, is everything okay? And she says, oh, all is well. Because she had that kind of faith to know that regardless to what she was seeing, she wasn't going to accept it. So we just thank God for this is the day that the Lord has made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in it and not be moved by what we hear, see, or how we feel. So we just finished a teaching, uh, the sort after one on last week. It was a, a series of three lessons. And so tonight we're going to be doing a teaching in the form of a question. Do you know who you are in Christ? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Why is it so important that you, as a Christian, need to know who you are in Christ? You need to know who you are in Christ so that you can live your life as Jesus Christ intended and fulfill your purpose and destiny as he has planned. One of Satan's main objective is to abort God's purpose in your life. The more you agree with God about your identity in Christ, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your God-given identity. There's a song we sing many times in that church that says, In your presence, in your presence, there's joy. In your presence, in your presence, there is peace. I will linger, I will stay. In your presence, day by day until your likeness may be seen in me. 
So the more you agree with God, the more you're in his presence, your identity in Christ says the more you agree with God about your identity in Christ and the more you are in his presence, the more your behavior will begin to reflect your God-given identity. So I encourage you to learn to see yourself as God sees you. God's opinion is the one that counts. Accept what God says about you. Agree with him that it is true of you and become the spiritual person you are. Understanding who you are in Christ will give you a strong foundation to build your life on. Knowing who you are in Jesus is the key to a successful Christian life and a life lived on purpose. Your identity doesn't depend on something you do or have done. Your true identity is who God says you are. Once you choose to follow Jesus, you become a new creation. The old you pass away and you become who you are in him. Please stop living out of who others <laughs> or who other people say you are and take hold of the truth of God's word. Find out what God says about you and agree with him. If you begin to believe what other people say and think that you are, you might as well throw in the towel because you will not make it based on their thoughts about you. However, on the other hand, we can truly rely on Jeremiah 29:11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. When you sit around and think the worst of people, you're not operating in love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 5 says, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. So it is crucial that you know who you are in Christ and not be moved by what others feel and think about you. It is important that you're thinking that you're thinking of what you think others think of you rule over you. But let the peace of God rule in your hearts. When you have life inside out and outside in then and only then can you have peace in your heart regardless to what others say or think about you there are instances where people will let you know what they think of you and you know and 
how they feel about you. It is another thing to think what another person is thinking about you because your perception could be off in your thinking based on if you are living life inside out or outside in. The enemy loves playing mind games with all of us because the battlefield is in the mind. Most people have an identity crisis. Numerous voices try to tell you who and what you are from the time you were a young child. Throughout the Bible, we can see God changing people's identities. God called Gideon a mighty man of valor. When he defeated and hiding from the enemy. Often God calls us something even though there is no physical evidence to support it. But he is God. Jesus changed people's identities in the New Testament. Simon was changed to Peter, a piece of the rock, which is the revelation of who, G who Jesus is. In Matthew 16, verses 16 through 19, Peter get a revelation of who Jesus was. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus changed Peter's name, character, and destiny. We all must have an identity change to fulfill the destiny and dream that God has for us. Do not let anyone else tell you who you are or what you are like. Only God has the right to determine your true identity. If some choose to tell you who they think you are, you do not have to receive it. And just confess Ephesians 2.10, I am God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. A man in Christ is a new creature according to 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. And this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. According to Mark Hankins, a man in Christ is a new kind of man, a new breed or species that never, ever existed before. Wow, isn't that awesome? The Greek word translated new means unheard of before. It means new in quality or kind. A man in Christ is a new kind of man, a new breed or species that never existed before. Though you were a sinner who has been forgiven, you are a new creation with a new kind of life. A man in Christ is a partaker of the life and nature of God. James 
Stuart puts it this way. This life which flows from God into man is something totally different from anything, anything, anything experienced on the, this natural plane. It is, it is a supernatural life. It makes man a new creation. It is not the intensification of powers already possessed, but the sudden emergence of an entirely new original element. Wow, that is really powerful. So number one, so the first thing we learn regarding who we are in Christ after accepting his death, his burial, and resurrection is that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives in us, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help stir us up, revive us, stimulate us, and restore vigor to us. I thank God for the goose, the goosebumps and all the other feelings that reflects God's presence in my life or in our lives. We can call it fringe benefits. Even the ministry of tears, as Overseer Joe often would say, uh, the manifest presence of God in our lives is the manifestation of the glory of God. Romans 8, 11 states, but if that spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. The Holy Spirit is God's promise or guarantee of eternal life for those who believe in him. The spirit is within us now by faith. And by faith, we are certain to live with Christ forever. Number two, your need to know who you are in Christ so that you know what to do. You need to know who you are in Christ so you know what to do, when to do it, where to go, and how to do it. It is important to know who we are in Christ because people will label you, tell you who you are, what you can't do, and, and what, what God, you know, it, the devil is a liar. We have to know who we are and whose we are and accept who Jesus says that we are. Do you know who you are in Christ? There are about 160 scriptures in the Bible that reflects who we are in Christ. I believe once we know who we are in Christ, we can then go and do as we are led by the Holy Spirit. Every scripture in the Bible that lets us know who we are in Christ are true. So this morning or this evening, I would like to share some of these scriptures with you. Not all 160, but enough to encourage you to hold on and go forth in the name of Jesus because of who Jesus says you are. John 3.16, I am loved. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3 and 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. I am accepted, Ephesians 1 and 6, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Accepted in grace, for example, endued with special honor, to be highly favored. I am a child of God, John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Become, to cause to be, generate, to become, come into being, believe, to have faith in, upon, or with respect to a person or thing to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being in Christ. I am Jesus' friend. John 15 verse 14. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Our friendship with Jesus seems to have a contingency and that contingency is if we do <laughs> what he says that we should do. The Bible tells us, Why call me ye Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? He uh, he, Abraham was called the friend of God in Isaiah 41 and 8. But thou, Israel, art my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. I am a joint heir with Jesus, sharing his inheritance with him. Romans 8, 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. There is a price for being identified with Christ, with Jesus. Along with being heirs of God's glory, Paul also mentions the suffering that Christians must face. What kinds of sufferings are we to endure? For first century believers, there was economic and social persecution, and some even faced death. We too must pay a price for following Jesus. In many parts of today's world, Christians face pressures just as severe as those by Christ's first followers. Even in countries where Christianity is tolerated or encouraged, Christians must not become complacent. To live as Jesus did, serving others, 
giving up one's rights, resisting pressures to conform to the world, always exacts or always exacts a price. Nothing we suffer have ever can be compared to the great price that Jesus paid to save us. Jesus paid it all, and all to him we owe. I am united with God and one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I am a temple of God. His spirit and his life lives in me. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Because we've been bought with a price. We are not our own. I am redeemed and forgiven. Colossians 1 verse 14. And whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins. I am complete in Jesus Christ, Colossians 2 and 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I am free from condemnation, Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore, there is therefore now, I'm sorry, there is therefore not no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I am one of God's living stones, hallelujah, being built up in Christ as a spiritual house. Verse Peter 2 and 5, ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. I have been given exceedingly great and precious promises by God by which I share his nature. Second Peter 2, 1 and 4, whereby? Are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the, the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust we are royalty second peter 2 and 9 but ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that we shall show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I am chosen to bear fruit. John chapter 15, verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall act of the Father in my name, he may give it to you.
point three, to believe and receive who we are in Christ, we must renew our minds daily and sometimes minute by minute or second by second. Romans 12 and 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To live an effective Christian life, you need to know and believe who you are in Christ. Understanding your identity in Christ is crucial to living life as God intended. The best way to renew your mind and experience inner transformation is by knowing, thinking, and speaking out loud who you are in Christ. Train yourself to say the same things that God says in his word. Become who you are already are in Christ. God wants to do more in your life than you imagine, can imagine. Do you know who you are in Christ? Simply choose to believe what God says about you. Amos 3 and 3 states, How can two walk together unless they agree? Where there is agreement, there is power. Many times after our greatest victories, we tend to find ourselves faltering. Elijah, after the showdown at Mount Carmel, ran and hid in a cave running from Jezebel because she had threatened his life. Peter denied Jesus three times, and he was the one that the Holy Spirit revealed who Jesus really was. Jesus told Peter that Satan desired to sift him as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Luke 22, 32 states, Just as Satan desired to sift Peter as wheat, he desires to sift us as wheat. The sifting is geared to bring discouragement. But Jesus, our intercessor, who prayed for Peter, prays for us that our faith fails not and our faith is increased and strengthened in order that we can be a blessing to others. Proverbs 24, 16. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again. When Moses and the children of Israel were crossing the Red Sea and their enemies were chasing behind them, God told them to look back and told them that those enemies, enemies they see, they would see no more. It did not mean it was going to be hunkadory because they were on that way to be challenged by the Hittites, Jebusites, and all the kinds of ites. They would lose some battles, but they would win some battles, contingent on their obedience to God's instructions. And so it is for us. Everything that is written before time was written for our example. Knowing who you are in Christ will make you aware. Knowing who you are in Christ will make you alert. Knowing who you are in Christ will make you act. Faith without works is dead. So we must work the work 
and let the work the word work for us do you know who you are in Christ always remember to tell someone about Jesus for Jesus is Lord